Sky Caramba for the week of December 19th through 25th, 2021. Mercury is emerging into our evening sky. It's still hard to see. The best views are from low northern latitudes where the planet stays above the horizon longer after the sun goes down. If you get to see Mercury, you'll see it approaching Venus. They'll be next to each other next week. For this week, Venus is above Mercury. Look west as darkness begins. Comet Leonard, if it's visible, is left of Venus when the week starts. It moves up quickly and into a faint constellation called Microscopium in the second half of the week. For Northern Hemisphere viewers, Microscopium is below and left of Sagittarius, where Venus has been for a few weeks now. Microscopium is left of Sagittarius from close to the equator and south of the equator. Comet Leonard is getting closer to the Sun, but farther from the Earth. It was closest to Earth on the 12th and will be closest to the Sun on January 3rd. As I've said in earlier podcasts, it's hard to tell you just how bright a comet will be. And I record these podcasts ahead of time, so all I can tell you is to look and see whatever you can see. Binoculars or a telescope will help you see a comet if it's too dim for the naked eye. Saturn is moving slowly eastward in Capricornus. Jupiter is also moving slowly eastward into Aquarius. You'll see both in the southwest from the northern hemisphere in the early evening. From the southern hemisphere, they're more westerly. We start the week with a full moon in Gemini. The moon is waning when it passes north of Regulus late Thursday night to Friday morning. On the morning of Saturday the 25th, the moon is below Leo near the star Shirtan. It's not quite at last quarter yet, so by dawn the moon is high near the meridian on Christmas morning while Hercules, Corona Borealis, Libra, and Virgo are all climbing the sky in the east. A popular question this time of year is about the Star of Bethlehem. People wonder just what it was. One explanation says it's just a tall tale that made its way into Christian scriptures. Another says it was an atmospheric phenomenon called St. Elmo's Fire. And another says it was something only the wise men who traveled to Bethlehem could see because God wanted only them to see it. Other explanations look to astronomy and astrology. Looking for long-ago astronomical events is easy with modern computing. Knowing what astrologers thought, though, is sometimes a challenge. And divergent historical records confound us as we try to put things on a timeline. Let's remember that the Christian year count wasn't actually used anywhere until a papal scholar estimated 532 years to have passed since Jesus Christ's birth. He is now thought to have erred by perhaps a decade. So as we impose years prior to AD 532 on the past, we find that Jesus was likely already walking and talking in 1 BC, when our intuitive reckoning would have us thinking he wasn't born yet. Well, now our discussion can include astronomical events that happened as far back as about 12 BC. Halley's Comet made an appearance that year. Only a few historians think it was a likely star of Bethlehem, though. Many scholars speak of the triple conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn in 7 BC. Every year or so, Jupiter and Saturn appear to slow down in their usual west-to-east motion, then go the other way, and then resume west-to-east motion. Most of the time, they're not together in the sky when they do that, and they don't even go through those motions at the same time. 
But in 7 BC, they were very close together in the sky and appeared to move like dance partners. They passed each other three times before pulling apart. There was plenty of other interesting planet watching during 7 BC. Mercury, Saturn, Jupiter, and the Moon were in a cluster together in the evening sky at the end of January and beginning of February. Two weeks later, Mercury was sunward bound, but Venus had arrived for a close call with Jupiter. Venus and Saturn paired up a week later while Jupiter vanished in sunglow and Mercury emerged in the morning sky. At the end of March, early rising sky watchers could see Saturn, Mercury, Jupiter, and the Moon together. The Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions happened in late May, early October, and early December. Could any of that activity have been considered a star of Bethlehem? Well, maybe. From September of 3 BC to May of 2 BC, Jupiter's back-and-forth motion took it by the star Regulus three times. A few people have thought that may have been the heavenly sign. A more intriguing possibility is the extremely close conjunction of Jupiter and Venus on June 17, 2 BC. The two were so close they appeared to unite as one object to the unaided eye. If you're willing to consider the possibility that the star of Bethlehem may actually have been a coincidence of non-stellar events, let me tell you what happened on March 23, 5 BC. There was an equinox and a very long total lunar eclipse. The sun traveled along the celestial equator by day. While the moon followed along exactly the same path at night, it spent an hour and 42 minutes, almost as much time as it can, in the darkness of Earth's shadow. We may never know if any of these events caused any celestial observers from an eastern land to travel in search of a new king. But, for one reason or another, people have long felt they can understand what happens down here by looking up there. Sky Caramba!